All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. All right, guys, I am so excited to have Megan here. Megan is a copywriting specialist. She's a launch specialist. I'm going to read her specific bio. But what I want you to understand is that even if you hear Megan say things like, oh, yeah, I've worked on this six-figure launch, or I've worked with people who are making seven figures. Understand that the same practices and principles that you do on a five or six figure launch is the same practices that you do getting to that place. And what I really hope that you hear from Megan, that is definitely her superpower, and then I'm gonna read her bio, is her ability to tap into heart-based entrepreneurs' soul where often we are very big thinkers, very big dreamers, and to really pull out, it's not just magic, is is this really clear defining message that you need the world to understand in order to make you buy, in order to make you enroll. And so I've not only witnessed Megan working on my own copy, but I've seen her work beautifully creating launch copy, work with me pages, membership pages, and ones that definitely convert and sell. So if you're sitting there saying, I don't have the money, it reframe and say, when I have the money or what I'm working to, this is definitely the person I want to hire because the copy that she writes actually will showcase how you feel and how you really are viewing the promise of your program and of course working with you so let me read this because this is a good one <laughs> written by so this is megan walrod founder of live your yes is an award-winning author copywriter and marketing coach over the past decade she's supported hundreds of women entrepreneurs to build profitable and purposeful businesses whether that looks like having multiple six or seven figure or donating money and volunteering their time to causes they care about or whatever that version of success is and as always having more fun in business and life megan encouraged her clients to live your yes knowing that when we live an inspired life we are more magnetic and create more success for everyone so, all right. <laughs> Do you want to just tell everyone like a little about you in your own words and what we're going to dive into today? Absolutely. And I just want to say, I'm so honored to be here and it's so fun. We've been, we've known each other for a couple of years, I think now. And so just to be able to dance with each other this way today, is like an absolute delight for me 
because I know that who you are and what you bring to the world is that inspiration, empowerment of more light workers to share their gifts. And so it's a major ripple effect. So getting to contribute to you, to all those of you who are watching, who are with us, it's like, this is what lights me up, that ripple effect. And I also want to speak into how copywriting and the words like I really work with my clients, both their clients that I write for them and clients that I coach them on how to write. So it's the model of, okay, am I fishing for you or teaching you how to fish? Because copywriting is actually one of, as you know, it's like one of the most essential skills to have as a business owner. You've got to be able to see some of these key principles. That's what I'd love to share today in our conversation. Like it's what empowers us as business owners to know we know how to talk about what we do in a way that inspires people to want to say that's exactly what I've been looking for where have you been all my life and this came out of as I imagine because I know one of your gifts is supporting your clients and telling their story and so often our story and I know this is true for you too comes out of our pain point our own struggle with it and it's not like I came out of the womb and was like, I'm best in powers with words and here's how I'll use them in my lifetime. You know, I didn't even know copywriting was a thing. It wasn't until I was trying to promote workshops in one of my earlier businesses and nobody was signing up that I was like, wait a second, I'm amazing with what I do. Where's the disconnect? And that's when I realized there was this thing called marketing and copywriting and you could do it from the heart. And so I studied and learned and that became a way that I got to use my superpowers to support my clients in changing the world with the words. Do you feel even, and we're going to dive into this today. What do you think is, because I know what I feel in my heart as the big stopping point that I would say most heart-based entrepreneurs where they're like, I don't know how to say my message. I mean, I don't know what, and, and we go into all these, I don't know what I'm really saying. Nobody's signing up. What do you feel for that person who's listening to this and knows that it's probably something personally that they need to address? What would you say to that person, you know, about you need to take this step first before you can actually hear what you want to say so that you don't step into confusion. I just can so feel the anguish of that space of that person. Cause I so know that in me. And I love that you're asking that as the preface. So it's like for you, the one who is feeling kind of like confused with your message, how do I articulate it? The biggest first step. And this is what I see for what I've known for myself and working with clients is like, really the inner stuff. I don't know if you talk about it as inner game or mindset. I talk about it as the energetics and the pragmatics. The energetics is that inner conversation of when you are really clear that no matter what you're going to do, what it takes to share your gifts with the world. That's first of all, that like that heart-based conviction of Okay, this is this is multi-layered, but it's that clear conviction of, hey, listen, I know there's an inner critic. I know there's an inner head tripper. 
that the moment I start to share my gifts with the world, they're like bouncers on the edge of the comfort zone who are going to be like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Let's just go back in bed and curl up and just like numb out and not do the thing that's going to terrify you, but you know, you're actually here to do. So one, having the awareness that those bouncers are not a sign. They're not real. They're telling a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. So it's the awareness that they're going to show up. They're not a sign that anything's wrong. They're actually a sign you're headed in the right direction. Mike, I'm so happy that you brought that up in, in phase one part. And I just want to reiterate for everyone that what you just talked about, I say this all the time, like that fear is going to come in and it will rob you every day in the same way that it robs you probably in some other areas of your life. But what do you say is like that next step? Like that's going to come in yeah. and you're almost like, well, you're, you're really here when you're going to feel, when you're feeling that scared. Yeah. So that's the, and the celebrating that and allowing that to actually be fuel to keep going. And then the next step is like, really? Cause I hear that all the time, right? Like, I don't know the message. I don't know the words. And there's, you know, that energy of the fool in the tarot who is just so lit up by life, like so in their magic that the fool, there's an energetic gift of the fool where when you can just tap into your passion for changing lives and what it is you wanna do, when you can actually talk with your passion and let the passion in your embodied, like I am so lit up about this. I'm not quite sure what this is going to look like on a marketing page. And if you can find someone, a coach, someone to talk to from that space, they're able to ask questions and get at, okay, like there's a series of questions we could actually walk through. Yeah, I would love that. The more that we can like tangible, like here's what you can do today. Here's these questions that you have to, that you have to be asking yourself every day and everything that you're talking about. I think that not only is it such an, an important topic right now, because we're all up against like, well, what should I say? And should I be expressing myself in this way? We're always up against that in our whole life. What I know is that I've seen more people who are the full. I mean, I feel like that's how I built my business. I just said, I have no idea. I, you know, and, and my, my deep heartfelt either sadness or excitement for helping people overrun any marketing plan. And it was in working with a person like you and understanding and also mindset and the business stuff and knowing those fears are always going to be there. Don't make an excuse, make it fuel. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So the questions so that it's super pragmatic. I agree with that. I really like the wanting you all to like have something to walk away from this with. And so we want to make sure we're all doing work that we know we're here to do that we love. That's an expression of our unique soul, right? Like, so there's getting to include yourself in your message is key. However, the way that I, that, and the way that I view copywriting and marketing is you're creating a bridge from your heart to their hearts, from your world to their worlds. So it's important to look at who 
is struggling? Cause I know you so directly connect with your people around like, what is your story? And that's your selling point, right? So when you look at that pain point that you've gone through, who else is struggling with that? What are those struggles? What do, so you can ask yourself, okay, so how's this showing up for other people? What are they struggling with right now? What is it that they want instead that I can help them with? And then here's like the ninja's secret that's so like simple and profound is how are they talking about it? That's that part that I feel like it. And even if you can go into that little more, because that when a coach says, I am doing everything, I, I wrote this copy on my page or the social media. And I think the disconnect is that we get caught up as the entrepreneur instead of saying, let me step into their shoes and let me, before I freak out thinking it's all my fault and I messed up and that I must've put together a program that's not right or launched this course or this membership to actually say, am I not using the right words? Or am I not saying things like, do you find that after you're eating, you just feel sick and nauseous, or you feel like tired, really fine. And so how do you actually have somebody step into that role of understanding? One, a great way is to actually do market research and interview, whether you interview, like I always recommend five at a minimum, five plus 10 people. So you can actually see the common themes across the board. Cause if you just interview three people and you get three totally different sets of information, you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. So if you do five, a dozen, you start to see what are the themes and what you're really looking at. What are those urgent challenges they're struggling with that they're actually willing to invest money in getting support around? So that's a big one. So that could even be part of the market research and it doesn't have to be complicated. You look at who are some people you actually already know who might be struggling with these kinds of things. Ask them if you could have a 20, 30 minute conversation with them. Ask them these questions. What, what are the biggest challenges you're facing right now with your health, with your relation, you know, your health coaches. So it's like with your health, with your energy levels, with your this, like let them give you the words and take notes. They are going to actually write your copy for you. My question, maybe this is even to bring clarity into where I feel most coaches get stuck. Yeah. I do believe everyone does this. Mm. Meaning they go and they do their market research. They ask, I mean, I can tell you coaches in here, I've, I, because I see them in every different group, the rise up challenge, like asking market research. So I feel like most coaches or heart-based entrepreneurs, they're doing step one. They feel that they know what the, what the problems are. They get to that next point of understanding the struggles. I don't know if I would say that the urgent challenge. I think that's the ninja <laughs> that maybe is harder, but I feel like where they get stuck is the part that I've seen you really pull that out from people is, I don't know if it's that lack of confidence that they're not showing. And so because of that, that's actually not bleeding into not just their launch copy, but their social media, what they're saying. So 
can we actually break this down where we talk about, because like I said, I've worked with you on amazing launches where we actually break down this element of believing in your copy, like believing and how, and how to really pull out the urgent problems and showcase them. Yeah. And one of the common themes that I see when I'm working with clients, whether I'm actually writing for them or coaching them on is, and how many of you can relate to this, that like the, the gold of who you are, the gifts that you bring, they're the water you swim in. So what we tend to do is not see it and not value it and, and make it harder and complicated because the things that are so easy to me, the things that are so easy to you, it's like we forget that our, our potential clients would actually pay lots of money to get those reminders and support that you feel like, well, those are building blocks one, two, and three. I'm like moved on from there. So it's slowing down, actually getting that confidence boost of, okay, that thing that's so easy for you is actually really valuable. And so how can we start to have that internal confidence and then put words to it. So I wonder if maybe a couple of examples would help. I think the biggest problem, and I don't want you to even deviate from what we're talking about, just want to tell you like where yeah. people are getting stuck is that they'll all have their launch copy. They'll be working on the launch copy. They'll have even maybe even hired somebody, but then there comes to this lack of conversion. And it's not, when I even look at the copy, I, I feel that it's not understanding. And from your marketing perspective, not understanding how to take those urgent pains and flip them uh, okay. and really step into the sales. Yeah. Because I think that's also the problem with heart-based you know, marketers is we're like, I'm thinking it's going to be a sugar program for Thanksgiving. It's like, But if we really take that example, why is that the sugar program for your ideal client? Like, what is the emotional, the physical, what are these obstacles, these things that are stopping them in their life? Mm -hmm. And I feel that that is more sales marketing, which is what I feel really creates that conversion. That's the urgency. And it's being willing to speak into the cost of your potential clients not taking action. So when you can paint the picture of, are you struggling with any of this? Would you like this instead? You have to keep going the steps. You have to keep building that bridge of, and it can be done in a heart-based way. It it can be done in a fear-based way, but that's what we're not, we're not about that here. It's painting the picture for them to see, listen, for example, like heart disease is up for women. And I had clients who are doing meditation programs for women. And so they spoke into, listen, the rate at which women are struggling with heart disease and all of these different things without getting the support for this, we don't want to see you become that statistic. We don't want you to go another way struggling with migraines or struggling with your gut health, having to leave the table at Thanksgiving because you're not able to actually sit there with the family. So creating that sense of urgency of why act now? What's the cost if you don't get support? as well as some of the strategies that can be used for launch, as you know, are giving them incentives of why now. 
whether it's early bird pricing, whether it's special bonuses that disappear that are only available for the first five, the first 10, the first 50, those are some of those additional things that you can add to your packages that give people a reason to why buy now, in addition to tapping them into that cost of not. So would we say step one, and I always say, you've got to know the pain and the pleasure. And yeah. I, and really, I think that's the part I heard from you. It's like, play that out. Don't just play it out to say, you know, I work with moms who have kids who have food allergies and they're worried about their kids. That's just, that's just like a little water on the table. But Mm -hmm. if we really go into why is she worried? What can potentially happen to her child? What would be the worries that she has? Did she have her own food allergies? Did she have her own gut stuff? Was there something in her life? Like where's kind of her urgency? Mm-hmm. Can you kind of expand on that? So it's like, if that first email even was going out and it's, let's just say it's a nurture email where we're leading them to this program that's for moms, for their kids. What would be the process that you take somebody through if you were working with me or anyone else on identifying what are the biggest problems? How does somebody identify that so that we can take that next step to the urgency bridge? So the first, the first, I kind of call them the foreplay emails, as far as like you're warming people up, you're letting them know something is coming, you're speaking into these pain points, these challenges. One of the, and I've seen you do this really powerfully, especially in social media. One of the ways that you can actually do this is share a vulnerable story, like share the story of your own struggle with, you know, your kid's allergies and how that actually, when, when misdiagnosed or like the impact that it had on you, the late nights, the not sleeping, those kinds of things like that creates so much trust that creates so much connection with the potential clients. So that kind of vulnerable stories or client stories can do so much to help your potential clients see themselves benefiting from that. And you can also look at, you know, there's another form of email where it's helping someone actually kind of like the diagnostic, like, hey, you may have been approaching this issue by doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. The reason it's not working is because of A, B, and C. So oh, it's I love that one because I I always hear from coaches, they're like, well, I'm not a born storyteller. And they more are from the, the perspective of like, I'm a born teacher. I always say, you don't have to be, you don't have to talk. Maybe it's not your own story. Maybe, but I love that diagnostic one. So- yeah. Just tell, just say that again in the diagnostic, because that was like gold. Yes. So the diagnostic, you think about yourself as like the trusted advisor, the doctor, someone's coming to you. Like for me, it could look like someone's coming to me with sales page saying, why isn't this converting? Or someone's coming to you with, you know, this skin stuff that's just not healing. Like what's wrong? Why aren't all these dozens of things? So the diagnostic is looking at, listen, Here's what you may have tried. Here's the issue mm-hmm. you've got. Mm-hmm. Here are the things X, Y, and Z you may have tried. Mm. And now you're wondering, why isn't changing? What's going on? What have I done wrong? The reason it's not working is because of A, B, and C. 
Mm. So to actually heal this, not just short-term, long-term, you've got to look at A, B, and C. Now, you don't go into all of the answers in the diagnostic post, but you either invite them to your free thing or you give them a tip of the iceberg nuggets. So that diagnostic email, in theory, if we're thinking about launch at any time, Cyber, Black Friday, holiday, New Year, Valentine's Day, East, I mean, everything. We're really even thinking about sending something that says, you know, maybe you've been struggling with this and maybe you've been told you should do this and you're still in this one, two, three. So I'm going to be doing a workshop in my group, or I'm going to be doing a webinar on, you know, three reasons that your skin is not healing from eczema. Exactly. Exactly. And this is the thing that people want to see because they've tried so many things. And that's the cool thing too. That's what I wanted to say earlier in your sales copy too, you can speak to I know you may have tried X, Y, and Z before. So that could also be repurposed as a bit of copy on the sales page because part of the role of the sales page too is to educate your people on why these other things haven't worked. Because one of the things, this is kind of ninja strategy with marketing copy is looking at what are those concerns that, what are those issues that could stop someone from signing up to work with you? Well, how is this different from what I've tried before? I've already invested thousands of dollars in detail. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So acknowledging what are those objections and how can you address those in the copy so that you're dissolving those, you're melting those, you're moving them closer to saying yes, if that's a match. So even, even if this was somebody who's not doing this larger launch, but we're all, we're even beginning or that we are doing a membership open car, you know, January. I mean, I think of all these different things that people are doing. We really want to say, okay, we have to always be in the nurture zone. The ones that you were saying, like bringing people in, going past just what everyone else is saying, really stepping into their shoes and saying, you know, maybe you have been extremely struggled with this current theme in the industry or this current theme with XYZ. And then you could even bring them to that diagnostic webinar invite, workshop invite, live invite, anything invite using the diagnostic. Yes. Or even nurturing, like, hey, my friend dealt with this and it's one of, or my sister had this. It's one of the big reasons I'm a coach. And really bring them either way to your call to action and then take the objections, which I know you usually write about five to six on the sales page, the top ones. And those actually are your open cart emails. And in all different ways, you can send them out. Like I've done it before where it's like, these are the biggest three questions that I've been getting people, you know, they're on the fence wondering if this is for them. Here are those three biggest questions. And they're all the concerns that people are having. So you can address it that way really explicitly, or it can be more implicitly, like say, you know, that one of the big concerns might be around time 
Like I'm a busy mom and I've got these kids and I've got these issues. How am I going to take time for this? So it's speaking into directly, directly into it, implicitly into it. And you can even show them how your program will help them save time in the long run. So absolutely the open car, as well as the close, the closing car, like in your last 48, 24 hours, that can also be a great time to say, Hey, listen, I've been getting a lot of these questions. Here are the top ones. And again, that can be repurposed from your frequently asked questions page. So I'm all about repurposing like the content you're using and the open cart, closed cart from your sales page. These are all like repurposable nuggets. And even when it comes to the, the nurturing that leads into the next promo, the nurturing can be tips that you shared in that last masterclass, tips that you shared in that last program that now you're pulling those out as golden gems, that one of the things that I see for a lot of heart-based, service-based entrepreneurs is they, they're afraid to promote a lot because a lot seems like whatever it might be beyond your stretch point. And you can promote in a way that's still giving value. You can promote in ways that your emails, and I know you do this too, like your emails can have some tips, some inspiring <laughs> stories, reminding them that like they're not alone, reminding them there is a way forward. And that actually creates a lot of, I call generosity of spirit and trust so that your promo is delivering that value in and of itself, as well as encouraging them to take a next step. Would you say, because I've seen you actually do this in an email and I remember seeing it and being like, oh snap, look what she did is that you had one of our clients pull an old masterclass that she had done and we, you put it as a snippet. You said, you know, this is only five minutes of the masterclass. I think it was a section of it. And you said, or maybe, maybe you put the whole one in, but the template of that email is, this is how amazing our experience will be. This is a masterclass that I did and I'm gifting this to you. Yes. Because I want you to see and experience the amount of value that you're going to consistently see from me over and over. Yes. Can you share about that template? Because when I, when I look at copy and tell me if I'm wrong, is that which is why when somebody says, oh, should it be this? I, my like brain explodes because there are so many ways to talk to our, our people. And I think that it also, as you really mentioned, and I love that you talked about that time issue is that each one of us have very different kinds of clients. So understanding that there's a lot of different ways to speak to people and that maybe what converts for one person doesn't always convert for another, or that maybe they're not addressing those objections enough. And I think that that this template where you were like, look at what it would be like squashes a lot of that. Uh, well, I've spent a lot of money before and I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm working, you know, my nine to five and taking like all this. They're really time and money objections. Exactly. And so how the taster can work to dissolve those objections is the taster is basically like who doesn't love 
when we used to be able to walk down the streets in our, you know, cities and have tasters from the different who, you know, back in the day when we used to be able to give out samples or the, you know, the appetizers, who doesn't love a taster of what's to come? We love it. Love it. And so when you can give your people a taster of, listen, doors close next week, but the program's already started. And our conversation this day earlier today was so dynamic. I want to give you a 10 minute, like inside, because people love that sense of getting to see behind the scenes, getting to see a taste of it. It could be a 10 minute video clip. It could be the full hour long, you know, training. It could be, you could upload the audio to sound clip, SoundCloud, so they get to listen to it. What you're saying is get really, like, I think the biggest problem that we've done with marketing emails is, Marketing is so expansive and I do think each one of us have a different way of showing up. So it feels overwhelming when we're, I mean, I know I've been doing this for a long time and it still feels overwhelming, you know, at times because it's stepping into that email and saying, if I were here and I were on the fence and really thinking of every objection that will be hitting and how I can take that and shove it in. I think one of the easiest is to show like, this is what it's going to be like to go through this course Mm -hmm. and to grab, you know, testimonials from people or to just, you know, keep speaking to people in that same, like, look what we did here. Look at, look at this response from people in this group. Yeah. So there's a few things there that I want to highlight. The being able to share testimonials from people about that experience. Testimonials are gold. They're social proof that working with you creates those results. So that's hot in email, sales pages, that kind of thing. The taster of what it's like to work with you, whether it's a 10-minute clip, a masterclass, that gives them an experience of you. They're, they're, it's building connection. It's building trust. It's also building a sense of oh, she's giving valuable content that can actually help me solve an issue in my life. So it's serving that. The time and money objections, it's really important to look at, first of all, making sure always that you've done your work, that we're doing our work. So any money static, time static that we've got, it's going to be reflected to us. So you got to do that work so that you can then be really clear and convicted of like, you know the value of your program And so when you can speak into the return on investment, not promise, because that gets tricky, but when you can speak into the return on investment and another fun thing to do in your copy is look at, okay, this, this training we're going to do is 297. What would you spend 297 on, you know, over the course of like X number of weeks, you'd spend that amount on Starbucks or you'd spend that amount. When I did an email just like that. I actually said, this comes out to, I think it was like a dollar fifty a day, something like that. And once you, I love, oh girl, I mean, damn, you have brought up emails. Like I'm like, oh, that one was in MailChimp because I remember this is how much it costs. And I wrote down what, in, what a lunch and a kombucha at Whole Foods would be. And I said, yeah. I guarantee you that you spend this amount on a kombucha, this amount for yourself at Whole Foods, and maybe you are meeting your friend. So let's just say you've spent this amount and your friend spent this because I was doing a two for one. 
But when I've also done it single, I said, imagine you're spending $1 a day to actually be in community with, with somebody who's giving you this guide to, you know, sharing on, I mean, X, Y, Z, really going through the benefits of knowing that that person buys the person and not just the product. And I think that's the part that we forget. And one thing I just want to say, guys, for any of you, we are talking about groups and memberships, but this same applies to your one-on-one. I love that. Look what it's like to coach with me and doing that taster in your newsletter for the month, because the goal is to get conversions. Exactly. It can be used for the one-on-one. It can be used for your $14 you know, products that a free gift leads to, it can be used for all of this. Now, the money concern in the- for cyber too, because everyone's like, oh, and you're like, but it's only $26. If you really break this down with a calculator of 30 days, what yeah. is $26 or what is the 97? Exactly. And that comparison is so powerful because it gives them a reality check. And it can be a simple sentence of you would spend more on your Three daily latte at Starbucks. On your magic. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it can be broken down super simple like that. There was a question that I also wanted to just, I, I think, I know that some people, and I love that you brought this up, you're like, send them an email, like really believe in it. And and I think it would be great for, for that person who's starting or they're planning their New Year's launch they're planning or they're planning even, you know, a cyber right now, or even first two weeks of December when it's so easy to kind of get people into a lower cost thing. Um, What is kind of your typical, you said you love like your for nurture. Do Mm -hmm. you have kind of this typical email series set that you love and that you feel is a no brainer? Yeah. So there's a few things. There's, there's three, three kind of like that you can use. There's the the first invite can be just a super direct, this is what it is. Like, these are the benefits of it. This is for you. If you're struggling with X, Y, Z, come and check it out. Just direct, like straight up. Then you can have one that is more of the vulnerability. Like this is the one that might share your story about why you care so much about this and why you're offering this, how you came to offer this. And this is when like, you might have like one main story you share about your work, yet there's always, always different versions of that story. So like one of my clients, for example, this ties into the vulnerability, like nutrition coach, health coach, like she had one story and then she had the story about, she knows about it. She knows all about emotional eating, but when her dad died, she found herself there in the living room, downing a bag of sweet potato chips, eating the whole thing drowning her grief in a bag of chips. And that became a story that she used to create a whole lot of not pity or sympathy, but more of like, I know how easy it is to go into this place of blame and shame to fall into those old behaviors. And so holidays are one of the you know most triggering times we fall into those. So she used a new story that some might say, oh my gosh, I'm not going to use that story. It positions me so poorly, but it actually helped. She was able to talk about it so genuinely. So the vulnerable story, present day or past, and then that leads to the invitation to that. And then as well as the third, you can start to look at, and this is where depending on 
where you're at with your audience. I've worked with clients who are just starting off, clients who have like a large online email list of, and we've actually looked at how to target their list. What are the unique challenges they're having within this umbrella problem that you can speak into? And we've sent out targeted sequences to those groups. Now you might just have one group right now and you're like, they're struggling with migraines or skin issues or whatever it is. So you can speak to the different facets of what they might be struggling with that this free thing or this paid thing is addressing. So again, in case they're like, well, my issue with like adrenal fatigue is with the energy. I don't have the skin issues. I have this or I have this. So it can be a, this is for you if kind of email that breaks down some of those specifics. And let me just ask for clarification. When you say breakdown, would you say if it's, if you have a list of people, let's just say you focus, your niche is hormone and you do have you know, women who are generally like late forties and there's some, you know, gut issues and skin issues and adrenal issues. I mean, there's the umbrella of every different issue. Would you say really polarizing down in that email and saying, I'm hosting this class. I know many of you struggle with and like list them and then say, and what I'm going to be doing is like targeting the following, like issue and breaking it down so that we're talking about the gut microbiome and hormones, blood sugar and hormones. Would you suggest doing that? Yes, with a slight adjustment. So you've got to keep in mind too, that's kind of like the diagnostic email that I was talking about before. Your people might not really know what they're struggling with is a hormonal issue. They might have, they might think microbe is some like new Mac product that like, I mean, not, not like, I know you've got smart people and there's like the things that are so obvious to you. They might be like, just tell me that you're going to show me how to feel better. It's like the, the dance of knowing how to speak into using their language problems, what they want instead. And you're going to speak into how to get that. So, so it's not getting so far into the academic or the medical or the technical that you lose them yet it is enough to help them see how and why this is different. So really, I mean, and what I hear you say is for anybody who is getting their buttocks together and doing a Black Friday or a cyber or planning, you know, if you're launching in January, you're really planning your launch right now and starting to drip out. Exactly. Would you advise to like, look at these different types of copy that you've covered today. And you, and you covered a lot of different types of copy and to, to start like testing them out. You know, if you're doing it for January, start testing it out. If you're doing it for Black Friday or the first week of December, like an early holiday, to just say, that's it, I'm gonna commit to this certain type of copy and to map out your emails with intention first and then go back and fill in the blanks. Yeah, I love that question. It kind of reminds me of one of my side passion projects is writing a novel. And they have these two expressions of like, are you a, a planner or a pantser? Do you plan it out in advance or do you just sit down and like buy the seat of your pants, just write, you know? So it really depends on what kind of creator are you? And so I know that it can it help to plan it out, be like, okay, I'm going to send 
these four emails over this week. Here's the themes. That's a great idea. Yes, absolutely. That can help to see the big picture. And you might get off a call with a client and be like, I'm so fired up about this topic that just came through. I have to write about something now because it's so speaking into that. Go with it. Go because that's energy the energy that we're bringing to that. And you are like such a powerful example of this because you get so lit up and you so care about your people and you'll get so fired up about things that when you can write or do a Facebook live from that energetic space, that has often a bigger impact and a bigger engagement because people can feel your realness, your liveness, your energy about it. So I would never want you to stifle that to go with what the plan was, let that come through and then adjust the plan accordingly. And so uh, one, I really love that because, I mean, I love that for so many reasons. I do think understanding how you thrive in your creative flow and not trying to do what somebody else does, because I know for me, I am that person. I'll plan. I know generally, but I have to have my tap exactly on what is happening currently, or it doesn't feel authentic to me. Doesn't mean that anyone else would know it, but I can't then like stand strong with conviction. And I, I also love that you, that you brought up the fact that, you know, a lot of, a lot of what I feel great copy is, is confidence. And a lot of us can go and we can be certified and we can go through all this education but there has to be this confidence. And you said it a few times where you hands down believe that this is the absolute path for your person. And so whether you have the, you know, nurturing emails or whichever type of way and then breaking it down and, you know, how many am I going to send? And am I doing a last call? What feels right? But also knowing that you're not an inconvenience if you come with these value-based ideas. Exactly. And three things I want to say before we go. One is for your community, for those of you who are listening, watching this later or now, like my invitation would be to look at what are one or two or three of the things that you've heard from this conversation that you want to be in action with in the next 24, 48, 72 hours so that rather than feeling potentially like, oh my God, that's so much, where do I get started with? Pull the things that are your next steps, put them in action, come back and listen to it. So I just want to speak into that. I also wanna speak into how important it is to write from that passion and that feeling place, but be very aware when the mind says, I don't feel like writing today. I don't feel like doing it today. That's where, that really requires us to step into, yeah, but my people are looking for me today. And so, so there's the showing up for that with the confidence. And then there's one other piece that I wanna speak into is when we, like I t we talked in the beginning about like getting in their shoes, like getting in their shoes, their struggles, what they're looking for. Another way that like a hack, if you find yourself like in your head, outside of your heart space, not feeling like it, questioning your confidence. Confidence doesn't come by sitting on the sidelines. Confidence actually comes by being in action. And so when you can create that flip of like, what do my potential clients need to hear from me today? Like 
take an action, do that Facebook live, send that email. That's what creates the confidence. So just rather than like waiting for it to come and then going into judgment, cause you're like, where's my confidence? <laughs> Looking at like, what can I share today? That's going to really serve someone and like write to that one person and then watch the confidence come from there. That is so true. I mean, I, I think we all think that it's going to just like come like a basket is going to just arrive and oh, brand new pairs, like, oh, <laughs> but it doesn't happen that way. And the people that I know who consistently show up and, and really learn about their audience, it is through that failure. It is through yes. understanding when it didn't go right. And when an email sequence completely sucked, when you completely missed the mark, and it's, it's hard, but I really think it's in those moments of pure honesty and, and self-reflection, needing to not saying it's the algorithms or, oh, what? it's like, no, actually, it really wasn't good and you missed the mark, but it's okay. And here's the thing. I'm so glad you brought that up because actually I was, I was going to write an email about that recently, about when we look at results only and say, oh, I was... I was planning this to be a, a six figure, a five figure, a seven figure, whatever it is. And here's where I came in. When we just look at the numbers and those results, the tendency is to go into judgment, which collapses all opportunity to actually have awareness of, huh, okay. So, so one invitation, let go of judgment and actually look at what is this showing me? Oh, so when I do a masterclass on this topic, this attracts this kind of people. This offer isn't a match for them. Who is this offer a better match for? I want to start looking at that. What are these people who are actually showing up to that kind of masterclass? What is it they're actually wanting? And so it becomes like we are mad scientists. Yeah. We get to look at what did this show me about my business and my offers that I can learn from to actually fine tune it and create something different next time. That's so a great point. I, whenever, whenever people say, well, I had, I, I'm really thriving in my one-on-one or, oh, I'm really thriving in these groups, but you know, nothing else is working. It's not that nothing else is working. It's that you haven't peace. You haven't taken the time because the self, because that judgment and then the feel of a failure comes in. You haven't take the time to say, huh, maybe I need to break down these different personalities more within yeah. and, and step more. It's, I love that we've talked about this so much. It isn't just stepping into their shoes. It's like you said, understanding how they speak, understanding their, their really big fears. And it isn't like, oh, that my blood sugar won't ever get. It's, it's these fears like five years down the line, 10 years, these fears about their family, like really pretending you're a movie director and you're playing around with these different actors and actresses. And I always think there are tons of opportunities within our business. We just have to be willing to see them and understand everyone isn't going to have the same behavior because we're not all the same human beings and marketing is pure psychology. It's absolutely psychology. And 
I just want to speak into too, like when we can embrace our business, our marketing as like the adventure of business, just like the adventure of life, right? Like I recently moved to Oregon. I'm having so much fun exploring like new hikes and new mountains and this and that. And like that spirit of adventure Okay, I ended up on a mountain last weekend where there was snow. I wasn't anticipating that, you know what I mean? But I didn't look at it as I did something wrong or the mountain did something wrong and so I should just give up and not keep going. So bringing in that same perspective to the launch, to the marketing of like, this is an adventure. How much fun can I have? It doesn't have to be hard. I get to just keep exploring and seeing what works and what works better now and what doesn't work. And play with all of these different possibilities. Do you want to even just say, because I think you even touched on this with the sales page, like how to really make the sales page showcase who you are and uh, how do you not go in circles? I think that's it. How do you not go in circles in writing? So there's, there's a couple things. So the, the, and I, and I wanted to extend this invitation just for anyone who's interested in, in talking about getting more support that would complement what they're receiving from you. I'm happy to do a free consultation. I'll share. It's the free copy that converts with heart consultation if that you know is something that anyone is interested in. As far as not spinning, the biggest thing is to create a pattern interrupt, okay? Because when we're spinning, we're in our head and I'm a recovering head tripper. Like I know all about this. So the biggest thing that stops spinning, recognize you're spinning, walk away from the computer, go engage in some activity that's gonna get you into your heart, into your body, whether that's dancing, whether that's going for a hike, whether that's go walking and then get support, like reach out to your coach, like reach out to your community and then get something in place so that there's some accountability of, okay, in the next 24 hours, yeah. I'm going to write a draft of my homepage, like break it down. Cause often we're spinning. Cause we're like, I got to write a whole sales page or a whole this today. No, you don't break it yeah. down into the pieces everything we talked about today can be applied to a website too. Knowing your person speaking from that place. What I've learned over time is when I'm spinning, I have to get in the car. I take a drive and I will pick up my phone and talk into my phone exactly. Or I will call a friend or I will call my husband and be like, can you write this down while I'm talking? And I find that it helps us to come out of that massive overwhelm of writing. And that's a good strategy, no matter what you have to write, website, social media, sales page, anything. I love that strategy. I use Voxer on yeah. my phone. I'll go for walks and just be like, if I was being totally unedited and yeah. just saying what I want to say, this is what I'd say. And then you go back through and listen in total gems. Yes. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. I mean, I think we talked about 25 different elements that really could be added in. And it's, as you said, it's not just an email. It's in a social media post. It's constantly addressing these different aspects that you spoke about today. Exactly. Thank you for having me here. My hope yes, send me the link. And ripples out. I will. And good luck to all of you with your, your launches, your website, all of it. Oh, and big kisses, lady. <laughs> Thank you, Rach. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, 
don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.